Barry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It good to just make The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Will Perry, tweeting away. At the Golf Insiders. We love Join it. the conversation. Please. Anybody, everybody. Just don't do it while you're driving. But yes. if you're parked on I-4, be happy to tweet <laughs> yes. us. Yeah. Does that count? We're trying to keep you happy out there. And we have Mr. Happy himself, Brendan Sweeney. Representing all of Chicago tonight and French Slick Resort. And anywhere that WGN used to broadcast. That's right. Pretty much all over. We're just uh, tying in that whole Golf World Series thing tonight because that's just how we roll. Is the game at 7? Yeah, Yeah, they moved it up because of the potential of inclement weather. Which I love that, by the way. I hate watching playoff anything that starts at 9 o'clock. Or 8 o'clock. Well, we or... know. Will goes to bed at 7.30. So, you know, <laughs> and then he's got to set a couple alarms. And, you know. my, my first Cub game, I was caddying at Medina, and, and the, uh, the, the San Diego Padres were in town, and the manager gave us tickets. And it was a Monday game, and we all jumped in the car and ran out there, and we were driving up, the, up 53, and we jumped over on the Kennedy, and there was a big plume of smoke that was just north. I mean, it was like a huge fire. And that was the day the Arlington Park racetrack burned. Ooh. Yeah, so that was a little Cubs history for me. Well, there's nothing like going to Wrigley and touching the ivy. It well, is I tell you what, if you touch the special. ivy, you got to be making a you got to be making an effort. You'd be thrown in jail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know people hanging yeah. out in the basket. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and have been thrown in jail. So well, you know, I'm going Friday. I got friends. I'm, I'm going Friday, but college roommate Tim Delisle. Ah, oh, lucky yeah. man. No, absolutely got the, got the call, and and uh, after 20 years of marital bliss, my wife said, "Yeah, I think it's time you go <laughs> to the game." I love it. I Not love it. Bench. Well, let's waste no more time. We're going to bring in one of our uh, new and favorite golf insiders, but he's not new to the world of golf. He has covered golf globally for a long time, including for the Australian AP and now for PGAtour.com. So we can chat a little bit about the WGC and the impact of global golf and how it is expanding over in Asia. Ben Everell on the line. Hey, Ben. Uh, adopted team here in the U.S., so I hope they can get it done over this World Series. Yes, well, uh, you might have to work on the accent a little bit there, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's North St. Augustine accent right there. That's right, that's right. Uh, You had a great um, story column on PGATour.com about the uh, going global, great for the game of golf, and certainly this event proves that in terms of the number of countries that are represented and um you know this the, the added tour event in korea and potentially another one coming in japan so uh this is this is exciting stuff yeah look the game of golf is a global game isn't it so it makes sense that the pga tour which is you know the best tour on earth if we're if we're not being too biased uh, should have a global presence and the fact that we've been in malaysia last week we're china this week and next year there'll be a a stop in Korea on that swing. Uh, it's starting to that trend to make sure that we do take the game global and have the best of the best 
showcased on on the world stage. Uh, you know, I said in my column, I hope that it's the start of even more expansion for this or that part of the year, this part of the year, and we maybe sort of go to Australia and South Africa as well, as well as obviously we have Mexico coming up in a couple of weeks' time, and why not? You know, it's a good time to travel around the world and a good time to showcase these great talents we have. Well, the LPGA has certainly taken advantage of that. Uh, you know, truly that their game has gone global and it's it's great to see uh you know us getting a chance to experience more of golf over in asia i think uh the president's cup certainly showcased a great event last year and uh, we're going to get to see more of it uh as as uh you know next year rolls around yeah look and the fact of the matter is there are some great great golf venues and courses all over this world of ours and you know they're not all in the us or not all in europe they're everywhere um, and, you know, we should try to get to the best courses in the world and we should try to have the players, the best players in the world, tested on those courses and, and taken to those corners of the globe. And, and that's how, you know, the game itself will grow. We've obviously got an Olympic presence right now and hopefully that continues. Uh, we have the PGA Tour announcing today they have a new office in Japan uh, to make sure that part of the world gets, you know, even more growth, the, the, the Asian area. So, uh, as I said, and, and you mentioned the LPGA, of course, the European Tour has been going you know, all over for uh, quite a few years now to, to um, great success. Uh, um, you know, I just think that we should embrace it. And, and this is not obviously at the detriment of, uh, of great events here in the U.S. We're not sort of saying take them away. But at, at, at this time of year is a great time. We have um, opposite field events that do very well in the smaller markets that can't quite um, put on a, a massive show, if you will, and can't afford that uh, per se. So it's a great time to get travelling, to get those other world tours involved and, you know, it just the timing all works. I know the Australian Open and the World Cup come up soon, so it would be a great time for them to have an event. South African Open uh, can come at the end of the year as well. Uh, just a, a perfect sort of stretch around the world if we if we could get it done in the next five, ten years, I think would be tremendous. We're talking to Ben Everill from PGATour.com. Brendan? Hey, uh, Ben, how you doing? Brendan Sweeney. Um, good. Hey, good what, thanks, what, how do you think the, uh, the growth of, of the game is internationally with the colleges? Um, you look at someone like Thomas Peters, who played tremendously well, almost off the map. No, no one knew who he was until the Olympics came around. Now he's the Ryder Cup, and now he's playing. You know, he's a, he's a marquee name in in your event coming up this week. Um, and he yeah, came, look, he came through the, the system with Mike Small at Illinois. Exactly. You know, like the, the guys are all over the world are seeing that there's benefit in in playing college golf in the U.S. and getting on that world stage, if you will, getting that competition even earlier, uh, and and to to sort of give them these this worldly feel and, and, and great golf from a young age gets them ready to be on this stage earlier. And that's why we see so many great 20-somethings. They're going through great systems. They're ready to rock and roll early. And they're getting out on that world stage. Thomas Peters, who you mentioned, look, I, I, I'm a huge rap on him. I, I watched him very closely at the Ryder Cup. I uh, have watched his career uh, over the last little bit. I'm actually penciling him in for a major in the next two years. He, he will win one of the next eight majors. He's on my fantasy team this week, if you will, for the WGC in China. I think he's uh, absolutely going to come uh, towards the top 10 in the world over the next year. So he is one talent to really look out for. Yeah, we, we hosted the uh, the Big Ten Championships at French Lick in 12, 13, and 14. Thomas was on that team, and two of his teammates are, are making their uh, PGA debut this week at Sanderson Farms with Charlie Danielson and Brian Campbell. And those guys are studs, too. Unbelievable. Yeah, look. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and there's countless examples of, of these this type of talent all around the country and all around other countries, which is kind of what I was getting at, isn't it? We have talent in the U.S., and that is great. We need to foster it, and we need to make sure that it keeps coming through onto the onto the PGA Tour and the various tours below them. Uh, but we also need to foster the same sort of talent that is around the globe. Uh, we don't want to be missing out on, on those guys. We have, you know, 85 international players, uh, members on the PGA Tour this year from 22 countries. Uh, that sounds like a lot, and it is a lot, but it could be even more. And, and you know, it, it's, ama- it's amazing that we could sort of grab the best of the, the best rather than just the best of sort of pocket. If we could get everyone sort of playing on this world, that we're only going to see greater golf and to see greater golf on the levels below that as everyone fights to be part of that big main stage. So, uh, you know, I think the future is, is, is great for golf if we can get even more people involved around the world. So, Ben, where do you kind of see the potential for, like, an an event in South Africa or an event in Australia kind of fitting into the schedule? Do you see it maybe being something where they are opposite field events, or do you see it maybe replacing some events and kind of playing along with that that fall schedule? Well, of course, we need to have the money and the the sponsors involved, don't we, first and foremost. But, yes, I actually see it being part of this part-time of the year and going around. I'm not saying... Uh, get rid of events. I'm not saying sort of, uh, you know, try to take things away from the great events we have. Like Sanderson Farms this week is phenomenal. It's a great event, especially for guys to get um, recognised and get on tour and get a feel for that. We've had guys who have made that their first win have gone on to bigger and greater things over the last 10 years. I I believe even Luke Donald won that event when he was much younger. Um, So, you know, there's examples of that. But I see us going basically from Malaysia to, to China to Korea potentially then to Japan, potentially then to Australia, then to South Africa, and then back to Mexico, and then back into the U.S., all sort of at this time of the year around that sort of November, uh, late October, early November, uh, you know, through to Thanksgiving and, and early December before we get to sort of Tigers event, things like that. Keeps golf uh, in the forefront for all of us in, in the rest of the year. So it's, it's, it's very exciting moving forward. And, uh, Ben, we appreciate your time love following you on pgatour.com you can uh, tweet him at pgatour b everill e v e r i l l ben thanks so much for spending some time with us i love spending time with you guys anytime i'll be ready to go all righty you're listening to the golf insiders 96.9 the game more golf talk coming up